0: time. It's finally that time of year. It's time to let the spider webs just stay on the porch. Time to get the bats out of the attic and down to your living room. Time to cut holes in the bottom of your pumpkins, not the top, because they'll last longer that way. Yes, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Halloween.
1: Friggin' bats. I love Halloween.
0: Friggin' bats.
1: It is time to get spooky, my friends.
0: Woo! I've been waiting for this all year long.
1: Spooky skeletons <laughs> and shit first time just
0: Time to creep and crawl.
1: How much you want to bet that we did that for the last two Halloweens? We've, uh, I did that, at least that song.
0: Well, I know that Halloween has become a married to the idea tradition.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, even... In our de- you know busy dreary lives, we still somehow manage to put out one episode a week. Come Halloween, because Aaron is a taskmaster and will accept nothing less.
1: Don't you love it when we torture ourselves for your amusement? It is very in theme. Actually, I hopped on our uh, SoundCloud today to look at our most popular episodes and. At least three or four of our Halloween episodes are our most popular, so...
0: I can understand why. People really dig the Halloween movie spirit, even though so many of them are hashtag problematic. I'll be the first to admit that Hocus Pocus is terrible and amazing all at the same time.
1: It's the best kind of terrible. It's the worst kind of amazing.
0: It's so great and so strange in its opinions on virgins.
1: Yeah. Anywho.
0: (laughs) Anywho, it is that time of year where every week leading up to Halloween, we do a scary, spooky Halloween-style movie. And since it is our third year doing this, we thought we were going to start running out of movies to watch. But as it turns out, there's nothing like a good uh, trip to McKay's to really get the creative juices flowing. Because they put up whole theme rows of entertainment for you to pick from like oh halloween's coming up here are all the halloween movies we have why thank you oh
1: it's christmas time here are all the christmas movies thanksgiving planes trains and automobiles
0: and nothing else
1: pretty much (laughs) or like charlie brown but that's it
0: oh poor thanksgiving we've talked about that before too
1: yes the redheaded stepchild of the holidays
0: but i adore halloween because we like to dress up anyway yeah and now we just have a court mandated holiday to really cut loose
1: yes us uh cosplayers halloween is uh many times of the year but then (laughs) we're like now we're going to halloween like well, which cosplay do we want to do? Well, do we want to do a cosplay or do we just want to do a quote-unquote normal costume?
0: Yeah, I'm really debating this year. Now that I'm a teacher, I really want to show my students how cool I am. And by cool, I mean how many different weird costumes can I dress up in over the course of the entire month. And I realized that the more energy I expend on going through all the old costumes, the less I have to actually... Do a Halloween costume,
1: yeah. we are still in our planning stages of our Halloween costume, and this is where I start to get a little uh, antsy because we're still planning, and therefore we're starting to lose prep time.
0: Aaron's failed a bunch of times at this guys. first year, we finally get to do a couples. i I use couples in quotation marks oh I want to be a Calhoun okay well I want to be Wreck-It Ralph this is great this is fun so I spend weeks weeks painting football armor and dyeing light bulbs red and wiring and getting wigs and a zen suit and I come out with this full costume and Aaron's like well I couldn't find the overalls so I just quit and so I quit yeah and I look like a, a right proper git <laughs>
1: Uh, and, uh, she looked awesome. (laughs) The costume really looked good. Uh, yeah. I, I looked for a shirt, couldn't find one. Uh, looked for overalls, couldn't even come close. And I continue to take
0: chances on you. Once again, you have said, let's do a couple's costume. And once again, I have put my faith in you, but I... I've been the last two before. years,
1: we have succeeded wholeheartedly on our couples costumes. I have been burned years,
0: before. The last three years,
1: we have wholeheartedly succeeded in our costumes. I we really were, want to
0: do something wacky. I just don't think you're going to go wacky with me this year.
1: Well, I might be more uh, open to it because last year we went pretty uh, pretty balls to the wall. So,
0: Well, last year we had that transform into our con costume
1: exactly and it didn't impress as much as i was hoping for but
0: well the s- cops did get called on the party and it did get busted <laughs> up one hour after starting so maybe that wasn't our fault so much
1: not so much but uh that was still that was disappointing
0: don't you aren't you glad to hear that we're all still young rebels
1: rebels you scoundrels <laughs> but uh speaking of mckay's uh they are our challengers for today So we will bring them into the sponsor dome a little bit later on. Uh, But before we get into that, Liz, why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find us if this is their first episode?
0: Only if you're Aaron.
1: And you're Elizabeth. And And we're we're married married to to the idea. idea. That was smooth, hon, because I completely forgot. I
0: know you did. I could see the panicked look in your eyes. Oh,
1: actually, this is a very fun thing figured out this will be episode number 75 really really
0: oh that's super cool
1: yeah we are on episode numero i'm not gonna try 75 (laughs) in spanish
0: you can find all 75 episodes on our website married to the idea dot it also has links for our soundcloud you can find us on itunes whichever one of those podcasting apps you prefer for your listening pleasure you can also find us on facebook at married to the idea and email us at married to the idea reviews at gmail.com
1: if you even are like hey these people they're awesome i love their style i love their 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 grace i love their beauty especially that aaron uh <laughs> love their logo uh you know what? i want to support them can they uh can they support us in any way elizabeth
0: certainly they can uh they can offer just rounds of applause at their listening device but if you want to <laughs> do more than that you can visit our patreon page patreon.com slash Mary to the idea where you can look at the different tiers that we offer for our sponsors who knows you might even show up in the sponsor dome if you throw enough cash at us.
1: Oh, we would love that. So, <laughs> but uh today, as you clicked on the picture so as you all know, we are visiting the classic uh Halloween-esque movie uh Tim Burton's Beetlejuice.
0: So classic that I had not watched it.
1: Which still surprised me uh even while we were watching it cuz you were reacting to a couple things and it was like, "What you did Oh wait, that's right. You didn't know because you haven't seen this movie.
0: Yeah, I have a weird sort of sense coming into the at least Tim Burton movies. Aaron's been the one who's always been really into those, Nightmare Before Christmas. And I just, you know, even though that isn't technically a Tim Burton film, we can debate that some other time. He
1: wrote it and uh, produced it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But when people think about like quintessential Tim Burton, I know that Beetlejuice gets brought up a lot, and we'll talk about that a bit more. But I had never seen it. I knew nothing except the main character and that it was turned into an animated show. And after watching the movie, I had to imagine it's a lot like the Robocop uh, children's animated program and that it shouldn't have been because it's way too adult to ever get that sort of treatment. And yet the, uh, the last bit of the millennium was a crazy time when... R-rated and PG-13 rated movies roamed free on children's programming.
1: Where they they roamed the earth looking for their next mirror.
0: It was the Wild West of children's entertainment.
1: I am actually going on IMDb right now because I don't think RoboCop had a... Aaron. A children's show. Aaron. No, I'm serious. I've
0: not even seen RoboCop and I know enough to say that they did have an animated children's television program.
1: No, RoboCop.
0: RoboCop did. Okay.
1: I am on IMDb, and I see RoboCop in 1987, RoboCop the 2014 uh, reboot, and then the 1994 series, which was not animated.
0: Well, don't tell me that I'm going to have to do this all over again, because I had to clip out so much from the last recording.
1: There's Prime Directives.
0: RoboCop, the animated series.
1: That... What?
0: Told you. Um, Yeah, so they made it Maybe appropriate it. for younger viewers by replacing bullets with laser weapons and made it more of a sci-fi thing as opposed to a commentary. Oh, here it is. This, is. this is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, 1988. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I never knew that.
0: 1980s, I, way back in the day.
1: Yeah, I never knew that they made a uh, kid show or an animated show, but a, a kid show of RoboCop. Not, I, I can't believe it. Uh <laughs> Well, it, going I, back to the uh, subject at hand, I did actually watch the kids show before I ever watched the movie um, because that was way more appropriate for kids. So I was like, oh, this is fun. And I was like, oh, man, Beetlejuice is fun. And he has a sidekick of Lydia. And Lydia's got her own cool stuff. And Lydia's got her own kind of sidekicks, too. And oh, they go on these wacky adventures. I and, pray the young oh. children
0: who watched the series didn't actually watch the original movie. They would have been very sad
1: uh yo
0: <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that crazy though isn't that so crazy there was a whole decade where they made children's entertainment based on completely unchild appropriate properties and then said go watch the original but don't tell your parents that we told you that was okay ho wink
1: the only time it really worked i mean this one the the child show or the animated show worked in a weird way because it was so imaginative and they had this weird world that they could explore and the the dead zone or whatever they called it that they could go into and and have fun in and it, it was it worked really really well but like this i don't know how they made robocop work cuz that was a pretty <laughs> gritty and nitty and nitty gritty uh you know world that they lived in but you got to remember too they did it with ghostbusters they actually did it with ghostbusters twice
0: equally inappropriate
1: exactly so but the ghostbusters one, both of the shows were popular so it's almost like if they do it well enough then yeah you could almost make a kid show on a, on almost anything coming soon to cbs kids i will be back with your milk and cookies
0: where's our shawshank redemption and children made series then Where is I? Silence of the Lambs animated series, Aaron, where Clarice and Hannibal Lecter are just some buddy cops going on the run, solving crimes. And he just happens to like eating hot dogs made of human.
1: Have you ever had lambs, Clarice? They're right outside. (laughs) We're on a farm. This case takes place on a farm, Clarice. Yes, Hannibal, I know.
0: (laughs) Oh, that Hannibal. (laughs) Hannibal. Bless. Let's talk about Beetlejuice.
1: <laughs> we weren't already.
0: I know. So, contrary to what the animated series and most advertisements, which have you believe, the main characters are actually the Maitlands, a nice married couple featuring a beautiful Gina Davis and a likeable Alan Baldwin. A- Alan Baldwin. Baldwin? What? What?
1: Before he went insane or cashing all his asshole points at that time i
0: see he seems so charming when you see him before all of that happened he He, seems very likable
1: he came he came across as very likable he did a really good job was coming across very likable
0: i had no idea that there was a married couple who dies in the first five to ten minutes and then it's really about them trying to share this house with living and figure out what being dead is all about because that is not how any sort of marketing ever talks about this movie. I had no idea what I was walking into.
1: The the whole point of this movie, it should have been called something else. It shouldn't have been called Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice is a side character at best. And his name is the movie.
0: Again, I, I, I mean, it has to be that Tim Burton thing. But I think that's why this movie is so strange to me. It seems the least Tim Burton of all of Tim Burton's movies. And I know that. What do you mean? There's the giant snake head within a snake head, and all the creepy people in the afterlife, and all of the claymation weird stuff, and the living people are also nuts, and they decorate their house like every Tim Burton fan ever. But it really doesn't feel like the johnny depp-esque protagonist who is misunderstood and has to make the world see that it's fine that he's weird and different and we should all try to be this weird and different because it's this nice really wholesome young couple who were thinking about having kids and they live in this big house and then they die and they had to deal with being dead and it's all about them for a good maturity of the film before they even get the living people who are crazy kooky and even then they're not that crazy the movie goes to pretty good lengths to show that they're all pretty understandable they're eccentric but not animals uh in a way that most tim burton films are no there is the other and the other is bad and they get no redemption and it's it just didn't feel like when i picture tim burton now perhaps most of my tim burton is Nightmare Before Christmas, Alice in Wonderland. Just hot topic and marketable. Like, this, <laughs> this movie's not hot topic marketable. It's fun, and Beale just is a crazy character, but he is way too misogynistic to be a Tim Burton character. Like, this was a Louis C.K. caricature come to life. It was Jim Carrey, not Jim Carrey. It, it was very not... Uh, tim burton style it felt like to me that just wasn't his humor i really felt like they said all right michael just go to town have some fun do some robin williams style riffing and see what comes of it and and mugged the camera frequently and i and i love michael keaton as Beetlejuice. it's really iconic i get why people really enjoy him as it but he's such a minor character in the grand scheme of this movie. It's not about him at all,
1: yeah, and it has the archetype uh that Tim Burton would use in every single goddamn movies after this of the oh, no one understands me, I'm different. I'm not actually gonna have a personality by having a person or oh, i'm sorry i'm my personality's not having a personality uh female, but the thing is, um why known a writer actually did it well. These other characters that he tries to use the same mold and it's broken by this point. You know, with Alice in Wonderland. And, you know, unfortunately when Ona Ryder would do it again with uh and Weenie. uh, he she would do it the she would do basically Lydia Dietz, but like with less personality. Like Lydia Dietz in this has personality and she's fun and she's like she has wants and desires and you can easily see it. Uh, But these other archetypes, or the the archetype, rather, that these female characters don't have personality, therefore they have personality. No, they don't fucking do. It starts with this movie. Yeah,
0: I love her crazy stepmom who's so interested in her art and who has such a passion for her artistic expression. And her husband... Uh, the two of them clearly love each other. He just wants to get away from it all and have live in a house in the country. And she's like, I don't want to be out here. I'm going to turn this into something that I like. And it was like the strangest pull between she's a monster for doing this to this house, uh, but now being a homeowner also like, yeah, she should change it to what she likes. And <laughs> it's it's mod enough that it's, you know, I liked, I liked both versions of the house. I liked this weird cookie architectural playing of space and um odd dark stuff that they had with the new house and then I liked the old one where it was wooden banisters and the pretty paper on the wall. They, they, the
1: fifties kinda yeah, craftsman style, which we currently this... live in.
0: Exactly. Uh
1: Kathleen O'Hara, who plays the stepmother um Delia, is a fucking treasure. She was great. Uh if you've never watched Shits Creek, <laughs> I highly recommend Shits Creek for all four main characters, the patriarch of the, the family Kathleen uh, O'Hara, who plays the wife and the children, they all are redeemable. They're all terrible people. It's, it's like what Bob says at the beginning of the series, you're all terrible people. I love you, but you're all terrible. (laughs) It's exactly that. And like the first season, they're pretty irrehensible, but as as the series goes on, I think they're just about to release se- season five. It is so just heartwarming, and you eat them all up. You eat every despicable action that they go through because they're, you realize how far they fall and how quickly, and it's so delectable. But they all play them with such depth, too. Um, but Kathleen O'Hara is a goddamn treasure. And no one will ever convince me otherwise. But
0: and having the present from Ferris Bueller Day off was just glorious to see
1: again. It's so hard to watch him now. I know it's I know I'm saying that with Ferris Bueller being one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, But Jeffrey Jones, oh, Jeffrey Jones, it's so hard to separate what happened to him in real life. And the man like like got convicted for really bad pedophilia, like worse than what Jared from Subway did.
0: Wait a minute. No, I didn't know this.
1: Yeah. Wait, why did we watch this? I'm really glad I didn't say anything before. Oh,
0: my. Oh, Aaron. Oh, I feel dirty. I'm sorry. Ah.
1: I'm sorry. Why do you think I haven't watched Ferris Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh,
0: God, no, I can't watch it anymore now. Ah, you know, you know, they they, what they said is true. Watch all of your favorite male actors now, kiddies, because they're all about to get ruined step by step by step.
1: So, regardless, his performance—it's not Ferris Bueller level—but uh, he, he does a really good job as well. Um, but they—they—they know when to sink into the background. Um, the one character that kind of gets on my nerves, but in the right way, is Ortho. Mm-hmm. Um, he is despicable. He is terrible. He makes these wrong actions. The only time when he like tries to rectify any kind of actions is near the end, and and. Even then, he's, he doesn't really try to rectify anything.
0: It's a weird character to have because it kind of puts him on the same level as Beetlejuice, but he's not a villain like Beetlejuice is.
1: Exactly. Um, but, I, I feel, again, I kind of feel like some of these archetypes that he continued on started here. So, I, I don't think... Maybe it's... It would it would be funny if he actually planned it this way. I don't think he did, um, but it's almost like the Maitlands were the main characters from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Brad and Janet, well, depending on what you want to call it, but it's almost like uh, Adam and Barbara were like Brad and Janet from Rocky Horror P- Picture Show, and then Beetlejuice was like Frankenfurter, because Frankenfurter is not a good character. Frankenfurter is actually kind of a an evil character in, in senses, so. But they're very charismatic. You kind of ignore it. So there, there, there's some similarities that are getting played around with. I don't think it's on purpose, though. Mm-hmm. It's just you can draw some parallel lines very easily.
0: Well, I just don't get how they looked at this movie where a demon forces a 17-year-old girl to marry him, and they said this this would be good for an animated children's show
1: yeah and then the animated show they like go off and do adventures the same two people who like hated each other at the end of this movie because one yeah 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 well, I tell you what, um, I feel like that's a good point to uh, go into the sponsor dome.
0: Sounds fair enough. Uh, two sponsors enter, one sponsor leaves. Our challenging sponsor today is McKay's. If you live in Knoxville or Chattanooga, you've maybe seen or been to a McKay's before um there's a bunch of locations throughout the southeast but if you've never been it's pretty much a one for all shopping center where you can bring in your books cds dvds video games board games electronic devices turn those in and you can earn cash or credit that you can then use on other things in the store It is our one-stop shop whenever we have a theme month or whenever we want to get rid of some stuff in our house without feeling guilty about it. We fill up a box of books, go to McKay's, and see if there's anything interesting or new that we haven't tried yet. Uh, We were just there picking up all of our Halloween movies for this month, and we even picked up some fun movies that we might use for future episodes, uh, including the miniseries The Tenth Kingdom, which I've never seen, but it was sitting in the $2 bin, and now I am curious and I just I just have to now I just I need to know and Rutger Hauer's in it and I don't know enough of his filmography so it was probably best that I should expand upon that uh but that is our challenger McKay's the one-stop shop for all of your entertainment needs
1: McKay's is close to Hastings not necessarily in location but uh in what they kind of sell Hastings was a hell of a lot more diversified uh, they closed in our area, not necessarily nationwide. They just closed in our area. Well,
0: personally, I like McKay's because it's all used. It's all secondhand. It doesn't feel corporate. It feels like a giant warehouse where old things came to repose until they found new homes.
1: It's not corporate, man. <laughs> uh, but that's, that. If for those who don't know what McKay's is, that would be the closest thing I could kind of uh, compare it to. It's it's a used bookstore mixed with a hate thing, so I think it would be a better way to describe it. So... Um, but it's it's a great store. If you live in Nashville and haven't visited, you've seen it, but don't visit it or um, Chattanooga or anything like that. We highly recommend it. It's a great visit. Um, plus, they have free bins, too. So if you're like, well, I just want a book that I can destroy for uh, a video set or some or a film set or something like that, go to my case. But our uh, all time champion so far is uh Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Idea and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash Married to get started today. Remember, that's T-O, the idea, not the number two. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Our selection for today, since it is uh, the beginning of the Halloween season, we have selected Scary Halloween Stories. uh, That is actually a selection of different authors and different narrators. Um, It's only about two hours long, or two hours and 56 minutes long, so about three hours long. Uh, But you have selections by Nathaniel Hawthorne, Charles Dickens, Robert Louis Stevenson, um, and read by the likes of Lawrence Olivier and uh, Basil Rathbone. Uh, It's got a smiling pumpkin on the the front. So if you want some classic, classic Halloween stories, that would be the one that we suggest. And you could get it for free. Oh, it was also released uh, on Audible on my birthday in 2010. So, you, know, you can get it for free if you go to audibletrial.com/slash married to the idea. Again, that's audibletrial.com/slash married to the idea.
0: Excellent job, as always, babe. Thank you. All right. So, most people know what Beeljus is all about. I want to get into some more deconstruction of the movie itself so many years later, um, theories that we were coming up with as we watched the film. Um, I don't have any nostalgia goggles when it comes to this movie. Or
1: I do, but not 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 as much as other people do.
0: Yeah. So for me, um, honestly, it felt uncomfortable. Like there was (laughs) so there's so many things to talk about. Um, so first off, I like the opening shot where they're just zooming over this small rural town, and continue to zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, and as they zoom in, they. gradually makes the transition from helicopter shot far away of houses to the miniature that the couple is working on upstairs in the attic and I'm like oh clever cool it like shows like a bird's eye view of the town it shows how detached they are from the rest of the town Uh, and it shows when they um, interact with her sister or when they go into town and kind of avoid the people there they just want to keep to themselves they just want their big house up on the hill and to have the family one day that's all they really care about oh also the music and this is super great. I love all yeah, the was, songs. It's all fabulous. I was wondering
1: when you were gonna mention. Oh that. gosh,
0: I love all the songs in it. Like that's my that is my favorite soundtrack so far. Like Guardians of the Galaxy and the Beetlejuice soundtrack. <laughs> so much good. So much good. Like uh, just good shaken music. Um, but here's the thing: Beetlejuice is super iconic, and Michael Keaton's portrayal of him is super iconic. But it made me like crazy uncomfortable. Just like it's it's really it's. <laughs> Oh, I'm about I'm about to get so much flack for this. Um, it's not PC. By which I mean he grabs all these women's asses and kisses them forcefully and tries to marry an underage girl and it's all very like ill. Not in a, I'll gross he eats flies, ill, just ugh. Like you can make a dis- you can make a character who's fun to root for and disturbing without going there and now that I know the whole pedophilia thing now the whole thing's like rummaging around in my head too which has nothing to do with the movie itself but I just I was watching this and I'm like I don't feel comfortable with how this is going I don't like the direction that it's taking and in addition to that I made the comment which <laughs> you laughed on as well as they zoom over the house and like boy all these all these really bright white houses You think Tim Burton's trying to say something there and it's It's really disconcerting how much he does not care that there is another race besides white in his idea of the world. That he only cares about suburban white America and that is the only viewpoint that's worth discussing within his films. Even in a fantastical one like this, the only character of color we even see in the afterlife is one witch doctor. And that's...
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, technically you see a uh v- venezuelan uh woman
0: that's true but does she get any speaking roles no yeah
1: she-
0: oh i was thinking of the one who was uh cut in half sitting on the couch that's not the one i'm talking about oh the receptionist who, yeah because she, uh,
1: she said miss venezuela
0: that's right has it on her on her a uh, big sash yep um i don't know it's probably because i'm a, a woman but it was really gross to see like malikin just grab. Ladies' asses and like look up their skirts, like, and it was just, it, it was uncomfortable in a way that I don't think the filmmaker intended. He wasn't trying to make a point about how it's bad to be a lecherous old man. I think he was really just saying, ah, oh, this is a this is a cool guy. He's he's weird, but he's cool because he does this stuff. It, I don't know. It struck me as all sorts of ick in ways that I do not think were intentional.
1: Well, uh, yeah. You know.
0: Like, he is not what gets me in this movie. Like, some of this... Jokes are funny, I I guess. Like, some of his deliver... It's de- Sorry. Michael Keaton's delivery is what makes Beetlejuice entertaining. Not the dialogue that he's given or the stuff that he does. It's how Michael Keaton delivers it. And that's because I think you and I both really respect him as an actor. Yeah. But this story is really about the Maitlands and this little girl and then, like, finding each other as a family. And then all of them, the living and the dead, learning to coexist together, like, in this weird... A beautiful, built-up family. Like, so so um, unconventional, but so cool that everyone's so happy with.
1: You almost could cut Beetlejuice out and make a better movie. That's what
0: I'm saying. Like, what if he never showed up? Like, yes, we would lose Michael Keaton's delivery of this, but I feel like... um this movie is so much they don't even like they they don't go to him like she uh sends him right back they go down there they find him she's like i'm not comfortable with this home 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 and they go back and she's like no we're not i don't want him being exposed to this young girl absolutely not no we'll figure this out ourselves and it's only through great coercion that he even comes out in the first place uh yeah i think it almost could have been like a big taboo to not reveal you know what he was and the story is, not even about him. Again, I don't know why the movie was named after him. I guess he's just looks the most iconic, but I don't think he was. I don't think he was made. I don't think he was necessary in his own movie.
1: Well, and the I guess the original title was called "Scared Sheetless." <laughs> yeah, I That's don't think that would have been a, a good title. Terrible
0: title. title.
1: <laughs> so I, I, there might be like a way to cut this movie. Like, you to... could have
0: called it Handbook for the Recently Deceased. Like, that would even be a better title.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Dead of... Mates are, you know.
0: Like, all the female characters in this are super strong as hell. We have uh, Barbara Maitland, who. Uh, clearly is passionate about her relationship her marriage with her husband it's very morticia and gomez they clearly love each other they clearly show it um and they want to have a family together she she feels inadequate because she hasn't yet and she feels something's wrong with her but she wants to try and she's trying and then she tries to be the best uh mother figure that she can for this living girl and then we have lydia who just owns her her weirdness. It's never a phase. It's never an attention looking notice me cuz she'll just go and talk to her parents like, "Hey, I need to talk to you about something." Like totally chill normal teenager, not like, "Oh, the world is agony." She has that one funny line about how her world is um, oh, someone says something and she's like, "It's like that every day for me." Uh but otherwise it's just her being curious about this house and saying, "You guys are ghosts, right? That's really cool." Um and uh I just and even um the stepmom who is just so strong in her she just lives her truth and loves her art and wants to create and I you know even though she takes over things and her husband feels put upon I never feel like she is doing something out of bounds she's just trying to chase her bliss at the
1: beginning she is
0: well we're meant to feel angry at her for tearing this poor beloved couple's house apart
1: well yeah but even still like before they, she starts tearing the house apart she's meant to be kind of despicable but i i, I put it akin to her Shits creek character um i feel like they're very similar like she might have based her Shits creek character on uh her her delia Dietz character and I could I could easily see that. Um it's not uh she's not irrehensible, but it's more
0: you keep saying that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. I think you mean reprehensible.
1: Reprehensible. Uh yeah. Irredeem- irredeemable. irredeemable
0: you were you were combining yeah, the two words together, which Sorry. I liked. I liked that.
1: Um Irredeemable, re- reprehensible. Uh but she is she isn't. At the end she's not she doesn't really ever get better, but she gets like more tolerable.
0: Again, I don't think it was about her getting better. I think it was about like the world accepting her for what she wanted to do.
1: Not really. I mean, she still makes art. She's But still her art's it.
0: now famous. She stopped letting the one guy who was in charge of marketing her art it sounds like she kicked that guy to the curb because he he didn't believe No, he believe kicked in himself
1: her. to the curb. Yeah,
0: he didn't believe in her art and so he didn't work as hard as he could have. Again, felt you like you know she got famous
1: then, with the, her art?
0: So at the end it shows her turning around and there's the magazine covers on the wall behind her showing mm. her artwork on it. And I figured what happened was her art suddenly took off because...
1: She's basing it on all the dead people.
0: Yeah, like that's cool. I mean, it, she's inspired. Again, she's just as weird as so the rest of them. So she's appropriating
1: artwork on uh, all the dead people on she's stealing money from their pockets. So far it's
0: just Beetlejuice that she was doing that with. So I think that's fair to say. Eh. But again, the movie is much more about family then i think most of people would come away from that movie thinking when they first watch it they just think oh creepy spooky michael keaton dead people and it's really much much more about how you can find family in any circumstance
1: yeah and i liked that they found this surrogate daughter in lydia and how she accepted them too and how like in in a normal circumstance, she probably wouldn't have anything to do with them because they would be lame in her eyes. But uh, I don't
0: think she ever got that from him. I think she was more amused than anything. Like, you just cut holes in my mom's $300 sheets? I don't think that's going to work. I hope you're real, but uh, you're going to have to try a lot harder than that. <laughs> you had you're... some creepy uh, theories about why Lydia can see them, actually.
1: Yes, uh, my theory, uh, to why she can see them at the beginning is that, a, a kind of quote unquote hidden subplot is that they don't talk about Lydia's mother that much. Uh, Delia, Catherine O'Hara's character is the stepmother and they don't, they bring up her mother once or they say like, well, your mom, that's my stepmom. And like that. And she the way she says it kind of makes it feel like she did not like that Delia became her stepmom, but she has kind of put it aside. Um, so my theory is that Lydia's mom is dead in in life and that she is uh that in Lydia maybe watched her die or saw her die or something like that. And maybe that's why she can now see ghosts, kinda of go playing off the Harry Potter theory. Uh, other people use that, but my it's a little dark, but that might also have inspired her to act the way she did. She does because a lot of times when people go more of the gothic nature, and I'm 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 not trying to appropriate or say all gothic people or anything like that, but um, a lot of times when people, how dare
0: you insult the Visigoths? <laughs> Those 13th century barbarians had feelings, Aaron. When oh when will I ever get to use my visigoth humor? Uh,
1: if only not now, now. <laughs> only now. But a lot of times when people uh, have a love of the um, the different and, or not the different, the occult, the occult and the macabre, uh, it beca- is inspired because of uh, death, death and stuff in their history. So maybe that ha- that inspired her to become the way. she is i'm not saying that i'm saying it's just a theory yeah so with her being able to see them in the window Mm -hmm. before she reads the handbook for the damned or uh yeah handbook for for the the recently recently deceased deceased. uh i that's a good it's a good thing and maybe that she could have seen them at the beginning but because that was the only time that they were quote-unquote physically there in a place that she could see them that was why she could see them but the light was blinding her so
0: yeah well, I think that's a really interesting theory. Because you're right, they don't talk about her. But again, it kind of brings the whole like evil stepmother trope to sharp focus.
1: She's not an evil stepmom. I think it's They're more...
0: playing it that way, though. Uh,
1: I, I, Which is I don't weird. agree she, with that.
0: She is just as much an interest in the dark and macabre as her stepdaughter does. So it's weird for them to be like, no, they couldn't possibly see eye to eye. And for both of them, for both of the parents, it looks like they just care more about what they're doing as opposed to what their daughter is doing. And they oh, need yeah. to learn they're, to come around to that.
1: They're both kind of selfish people. Yeah. Um. The, the father character is supposed to be going to this countryside to de-stress from work and not worry about it and be bird watching and this and that. And the one of the first things he does is he tries to buy up a building and turn it into something else. And then he tries to convince his boss to buy up the town and turn it into an amusement park.
0: But again, a weird a weird subplot. I like how it goes where they they haunt them thinking, "Oh, they made it," and then you realize these rich yuppies just want this to be an experience they can commodify. And there's something really, like, Disney-esque about the whole thing. (laughs) Look at this unique entrance and happenstance that can only happen once in a lifetime. You bought it,
1: and you packaged it, and you you slapped a label on it, and and you put it on lunchboxes. And I'm completely screwing up this code. I apologize.
0: And you're selling it. Selling it. Well, Beetlejuice.
1: (laughs) And you put it on a kid's show.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It comes full circle.
1: So... There, there are some weird things that happen in this movie that don't necessarily have to be left out, but if they had reworked it, it could have made this into a stronger movie. Now, it's not a weak movie by any means, but...
0: but I think it's fun and creative. I think that it has a really unique set of protagonists. Unique the, in a the, good sense, not a Tim Burton sense. The waiting sense. room
1: of the dead or like the, that whole... Thing of the dead is super imaginative. The
0: bureaucracy of being dead is really cool. Uh, the no man land, and then Barbara comes riding a quizzitarric out of the ground and swallows up Beetlejuice. I know it's not a quisoteric, but all I got were Dune references out of that whole land.
1: Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> so, um I actually I know what our question will be. Apparently, when Tim was writing the script, and after the movie got really big he had some ideas for a sequel
0: they're always talking about that sequel
1: called beetlejuice goes hawaiian (laughs) i can't make this shit up. i know you can't (laughs) so uh my question is is does the and it's actually being made like it's in production right now i don't know like how far in production it is but it is in production uh it was in development hell for the longest time and it is now in production uh so my question that I pose is: Either does this movie actually need a sequel at all, or does this movie need to be rebooted in in a sense where maybe it takes the Beetlejuice character out and still have that wit, that humor, that the dog accidentally kills them as <laughs> uh, an
0: evil dog right there. It's
1: not an evil dog. It was it it was literally on a beam, and it's like. Well, I don't want to be here and have something happen to me. So it steps off and it and it kills them. And it's it was
0: it it, was premeditated, Aaron. (laughs) That dog is an accomplice. They
1: they stopped and let the dog pass by, so they didn't kill the dog. So unless the dog dog marked
0: them for death.
1: So, uh, pulling out the Beetlejuice character and rebooting it. I mean, we can answer both questions separately, but. Uh, maybe rebooting this and looking at it as just the Maitlands and the Dietzes having to live together.
0: I don't think they're going to ever reboot a movie without including the Tile character, even though the Tile character is completely superfluous. I don't see how they would remake or reboot without him. That being said, I don't think you need him, and I think that this story is interesting enough to be Shown in a different way, I don't think Tim Burton should have anything to do with it. These three strong, independent women, I think, deserve their own sort of story, removed from this entirely. I want them all to become like ghost detectives, or like just some sort of cool band of women, like crossing the plane of life and death, undertaking mysteries. Like that's that's what I want out that's of an it. That's an anime
1: or something uh, like that. I, I
0: guess so. Uh, so I mean, no. There's Yu Yu
1: Hockey show, but still, I'm sure there's like an uh completely separate anime from that.
0: So I don't think it needs to be rebooted or sequelized or what have you. Um, however, I think it can be done because clearly they did it with the animated kids show. You can clearly take this character, throw everything out the window except the look and stuff it full of something new.
1: You still had the same kind of fast talking con man type of personality, but watered him down to a point where he's likable he's still like that, that charismatic to where you kind of like him but he's still a little sleazy mm-hmm. kind of like grunkle stan grunkle stan is the better version of the kids version of beetlejuice <laughs> but but grunkle stan basically but watered down So
0: Yeah, I think if you just make it again, you're just making another Tim Burton movie, and I don't think we really need another Tim Burton movie. Uh, I stand by what I've always said, Big Fish is probably his best work, and... That is probably the least Tim Burtony of all the Tim Burton movies.
1: It still has his... It his... clearly has his
0: style. It clearly has his vision of how the world works. I like it. It has a very emotional place inside my heart. So I do like uh, what it says and what it does. But I feel like there's just something so interesting about the characters in Beetlejuice that I don't know if I want him to take another crack at it. I don't think he'd do anything different with them looking at what he's done to his female characters before, I want someone else to handle them.
1: So you're saying uh, a, a, a quasi-reboot without Beetlejuice, but without Tim Burton too.
0: Yeah, so, that, so that's why I'm saying I don't think it's possible. The, the thing I'm envisioning, like, this would be a cool um, graphic novel. Like, this would be a good, like, exploration of the female characters that Tim Burton creates and giving them agency within their own narrative.
1: I see more of a miniseries.
0: That's a good idea, too.
1: Yeah, because uh, everyone nowadays says it either has to be a full-length series or a TV show. And the mini series is a format that people have explored in, in years past and has done really well, but it, it needs to be explored more because when we have books that have fleshed-out chapters, and m- most books are not written to be movies, but when you have these books that are fleshed out, and you can literally say, okay, it's thirty chapters long, and we can have thirty episodes in a season. Especially now with with streaming, each chapter is an episode. How hard is that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like to me, that that like I would love to see a show take the chance, take the leap. I mean, I'm not saying it's 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 a guaranteed hit. It's a guarantee that it's going to work. But I want to see a show do that. But the mini series, I feel like, with the in some there are more and more things that are doing it nowadays. But with streaming and stuff like that, it's it's getting a little bit more popular. So I could see with that quasi reboot, I can see that maybe being like a ten episode or something like that. You know, I, like a a Stranger Things short series or short season thing. Like I can see that. Um, I again. I'm I'm agreeance that don't have Beetlejuice in this story. However, I'm disagreeing with you that it doesn't need a sequel. I think that Michael Keaton and Tim Burton should do a sequel, should do the Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, but it should only be those two. I love all the rest of them, save for Alec Baldwin and Jeffrey <laughs> Jones, I guess. Uh, so I love all the females, uh, but they deserve their own thing. And Beetlejuice take this character that isn't the strongest character, that isn't the most interesting of all of the other characters. Until, but obviously, you have other stories to tell.
0: Until Tim Burton and becomes more self-aware. Until, until his character he, has to evolve.
1: Until he... maybe Okay, so maybe not Tim Burton. Maybe someone else does it. But... Until you have Tim Burton get back to this kind of Tim Burton, the big fish, the Beetlejuice, the uh Batman, even mm-hmm. that kind of Tim Burton when you get back to that level, then yeah, he can take the helms, but right now, with the Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass uh uh even um you could even say Sweeney Todd, these movies are quintessentially quote unquote him. And they are quintessentially, quote-unquote, terrible.
0: <laughs> you know, I find his the greatest look at his dichotomy at how he splits down the middle with Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride has a great premise about how the land of the dead is so much more lively than the land of the living. I and love that's a that. Great-
1: that. That visual is, like, it, it is so striking when you finally hit the land of the dead that you, it takes a second viewing to really appreciate what they're trying to establish with the land of the living Lane land of the dead.
0: But uh, as the title would suggest, um, the main character should have been the Corpse Bride. She is the more intriguing and compelling and interesting and thought provoking character. Besides this bland fop who can't say enough about what he actually wants out of life and is terrified of everything to a oh no. to a I- farcical degree. I've, I've gone faint. Uh, yeah, just just a, like, a Niles Crane sort of figure, which. <laughs>
1: oh God, Niles Crane could beat the shit out of that character. <laughs> Niles Crane is bush compared to this character. Yeah, let's this, be honest. This isn't to
0: say that there's no room for sensitive, emotional male leads. We only have to look at um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Newt is a really cool sort of male lead that we do not see in Hollywood a lot. And I'm not saying that they all have to be macho, but I am saying that they have to have some agency in what they're doing with their lives.
1: And this character is just whisked from one place to another to another place to another to another place to another and just it's
0: chessboard plot and yep. you gotta have a character who that's makes their own decisions Tim Burton. i know i know that's why i don't want him near this
1: <laughs> so now i will say this if he does it with beetlejuice it might be better because beetlejuice has more of a personality i always thought it's that tim burton, yeah but... i always
0: thought that tim burton had the best art direction like that's what i would want to see he has really imaginative cool and creative visuals that's always in his forte even the alice and wonderland movies they're interestingly visually cool They're it's... the cgi is dull yes but the second one is a lot brighter more colorful and he clearly knows how to change his palettes up so i have yeah. no problem with him being visually marketable that's fine i just don't think his stories Range very far since Beetlejuice was the biggest departure. That and Big Fish have been the biggest departures from understood pale weirdo who no one gets becomes hero.
1: Which Beetlejuice still has it, and Big Fish even has it as well, but they're done better.
0: Yeah, they're so pale in comparison to the other ones.
1: (laughs) If he were to do this, if he were to actually do what he's planning on doing, do Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian go have fun with it don't just do the same schlock that you've been doing have fun with it like uh sleepy hollow how that was a departure from what he normally does how it was basically a hammer horror film um if you want more information on that check out the uh nostalgia critic uh is sleepy hollow uh, secretly brilliant but the problem is if he does actually do this, it's not going to be that. So that's why I'm saying let someone else take the helm, write it, art direct it. That's fine. Let someone else take the helm. I, I have no idea who. I, I couldn't. Get, I couldn't give give you even a, the shadow See, of a I think, suggestion. I think
0: that's what the problem. Is he's too problematic and too iconic. If you give someone else the helm on one of his properties, it makes no sense anymore. And if you let him take control, it's nothing new. So
1: if you give a Burton a movie now, it would be really, really, really interesting. To give Harry Selleck the reins again, where it's another one 2 punch of them
0: or you do a prequel. We never actually learn what it was that Beetlejuice did that was so, so bad that he got cast out of the care. underworld. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, no that's who cares. But again, if Beetlejuice isn't the center of his movie, if, he's not, if he shouldn't be the center of his movie because he's not a character that allows for personal growth, it's then... It's just
1: going to be Tim Burton's version of Solo.
0: <laughs> I hadn't considered the ramifications of that. Yeah.
1: But wouldn't it be interesting? Oh. Tim Burton takes a break, goes into Leica, Laika, Laika yeah. and tells a story, uh, like tells a Beetlejuice story at Leica. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Like he writes and produces again and has Harry Selleck? That could actually fucking work.
0: I good. I good. I like that.
1: Yeah. That could almost be like. 'Cause unfortunately Link didn't do great and box trolls didn't do a good either. So like I don't and I don't blame it. I don't no one thought Link was a bad movie, just the timing wasn't right. So But can you imagine like back together again the for for the first time since Nightmare Before Christmas doing another claymation or another stop motion clay movie. Tim Burton and Harry Selleck doing hell i would even with laika's technology and their their quality i would even take the reboot like i know they've done paranormal and, and they've dealt with ghosts and stuff like that but can you imagine laika's quality of animation and shit with that story
0: tell you what he couldn't grab his balls in on that one
1: i don't know i'm saying cut hell, beetlejuice <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to go vul- vulgar on that one, huh? That's
0: what I'm working with.
1: I was going to make a Missy Elliott reference, but it, it just... I appreciate forced. you
0: not doing that to the very depths of my being.
1: Well, you're welcome. <laughs> so we are just getting started with our month of Halloween. Um, if Every
0: you- week we'll have a new episode of some new spoopy property. I'm going to guess that most of them are going to be... Entertaining movies as opposed to shit your pants with terror, cause Liz don't do that.
1: No scary stories to tell in dark, no it chapter twos, unfortunately. No. While I enjoy those movies, Liz is not a, a fan. Not a fan. So you know, they'll have some some creeps, some thrills, but nothing along the lines of eh, what we saw in it chapter two.
0: Yeah, the minute you started talking about all the child murder, I got real turned off of the whole concept.
1: Yeah, they, they 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 were a little bit heavier handed on that one. So, And for any of our new listeners out there uh, from Dragon Con or such, we're happy that you guys have uh, joined up. And- we
0: also appreciate the five star reviews, but please put words with them. All we have to go on right now are just five stars and no like, feedback we crave growing
1: <laughs> yeah if you want to if you want to say hey we want to
0: know why you like us is it just that we sound really pretty on the mic or do you actually like or, the movies we hey
1: pick? liz why don't you stop interrupting Aaron?
0: <laughs> no or is that is it exclusively what you like that oh, Elizabeth well interrupts yeah, if, Aaron? That's, if
1: that's what you like then you, you know have what to let us know yeah you have to tell us <laughs> how else can we grow but uh, I actually didn't know we were getting five-star reviews. That's pretty cool. I know,
0: isn't it fun? Yeah. I'm very excited. Again, if you leave a review, um, then we can actually send you fun stuff like our
1: stickers. Yes, yeah, so we still have some stickers left. but I think we have some uh, uh, badges. Buttons. B- badges buttons as well.
0: So. We should get some badges made. That'd be real sweet. Like sewn badges
1: oh like, like girl
0: scout badge badges. like
1: it would be a very small run to begin yes, with. yes
0: very so. small just for us yeah just, <laughs> just just for us too and no one else
1: <laughs> well maybe the patreons
0: Ooh, i like where you're thinking
1: Aaron. i like where my head's at like so head's at. but uh yes the halloween season has just begun and we are looking forward to it so be sure to subscribe everywhere so you can keep uh up to date on all the new episodes. Uh,
0: Enjoy your apple cider cinnamon, the new pumpkin spice of Halloween.
1: It's not a thing yet.
0: It's so a thing.
1: It's not a thing It's yet.
0: absolutely a thing.
1: I'll enjoy my pumpkin coffee, my pumpkin beer, and my uh, pumpkin break pad, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we look forward to continue talking about the, the thrills, the spills, the chills. Uh, and until next time, she's been Elizabeth.
0: He's been Aaron. And And we're married to the idea. idea.